do you know that when a cat when, when, when a cat lays on you they absorb your negative energy it's the purring it's like a, the purring it's like a low frequency it like affects your core There's a lot to life, and we're figuring it out because who knows? We don't. I'm Jonah. And I'm Jack. This is the podcast of our crusade to be at least mediocre at everything. All right, so welcome to today's episode. Today, we have Ashley Hupp, the Paradise Bartender, with us on today. We're very excited. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to virtually hang out with you guys and chit-chat for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, virtually, because you are in Hawaii. Yes, I am in Hawaii. What, what island are you on? Oahu. I live in Honolulu. Thank you for being on again. I know you got a busy schedule. You are, not only are you a bartender, but you're a viral TikTok bartender. Uh, it sounds so weird when you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but actually, I don't know if you can even say that I'm a bartender now anyways, because I my bar has been open since March of last year. So all I do is virtual bartending right now. Is this is my job 2021. So you can just say, I'm a virtual bartender. That, that, that's my okay. career. All right. You're a virtual bartender. But most importantly, viral TikTok bartender. Yes, I guess. We have to add that in there. Yes, I have a really large community. And I might have gone viral once or twice, but you know, <laughs> it was all, it's, 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 been, it's been a pretty cool ride. I've been really, I've been really blessed to kind of have, have this adventure over the past year. Ashley, to, so you said you're a, a virtual bartender. So does that mean basically you're like teaching people how to make drinks? Or are you just showing people your favorite drinks? What does that entail? It's a little bit of both, actually. So this past summer, I started doing Airbnb online experiences. So um, anybody can book it. You just go to Airbnb online experience and I do different parties and stuff. About an hour, I do a tropical cocktail class. And I also do different corporate events and different, you know, sororities and colleges reach out. So I literally do like an online online class for an hour for cocktails. And I kind of cater it to very fun that they're having. And then I also do, I had this really fun experience for Valentine's Day. I was able to host a virtual class for a bar in Kansas City. My husband used to live in KC inside of Ties there. So it was a friend of a friend and it worked out fantastically. But I thought, wow, I never in a million years thought I'd be able to kind of make a living teach people how to make drinks virtually, not even be there. But then on the TikTok side, I too kind of make just fun cocktails. I would like to learn how to make. I want other people to learn how to make it. It's fun things that I want to know because I really hated, not hated, but one of the things I dislike the most about bars is they're so expensive. I kind of myself, like when you're on a budget, you can't always afford to go to the bar it's $100 a night. And that's, you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's $300 in a weekend. You know, that's four times a week. That's over $1,000. And I want to kind of give people, especially during, during the COVID, a way to kind of have fun at home and be safe and be cheap and kind of just, you know, get lit in the safety of your own home, you know? (laughs) Sounds like my favorite way to get lit. That's awesome. I know. If you like end up embarrassing yourself, you're with your significant other or your friend, so no, nobody cares. Yeah, that's the that's how you get lit now in 2021 is at home. <laughs> 
that's the only way. And honestly, I'm afraid, like, if I was actually going to get back to bartending, I saw the meme of like, oh, hey, can I get double vodka soda? This isn't a double. I'm like, yo, an eight count is a double. Because okay? <laughs> everybody's at home mixing their own drinks. And, like, it's like the portion's going to be 10 shots of vodka, one ounce of juice is what I drink. Some of us either will come in out of this lightweight or we'll just come out of this like with a really baseline. heavy hitters. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about yourself too. Cause you know, you, you were saying that, um, now you used to bartend, I guess, start from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was working in the, in the industry since I was 16. When I turned um, 18, I actually worked for a bank. So I've been working at a bank for two years, but what, one of my customers was, uh, was an owner of, of a nightclub and it was a country bar nightclub. So think of like nightclub meets country music. They had a baby. That's oh, what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You like two step and and all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes. But mixed in with ten AMS and eleven car bombs. Let's go. Let's get it. And it was oh, fantastic. Man. And I was twenty one, like just turned twenty one when I first started. I asked my customer, I'm like, hey, are, are you guys hiring? I could really use a second job. And she told me, Ashley. Let me see how serious you are. Call me when you get your liquor license. Because she, it was a pop in the bar. She didn't really need me. She was just being nice. Little did she know, I went on my lunch break that day, got my license, called her and said, hey, so what, what, what can I work? I'm broke. Any money? <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. We all got to start somewhere. And so I honestly had no experience of liquor at all. And just the experience being pushed into that kind of sink or swim, it was very much highly ugly where you had these girls behind the bar and they were kicking ass and they're making so much money. And you were just like in awe. They were superstars and I wanted to be behind the bar so bad. And so I worked, I like, I worked my ass off, you guys. Like it was when I was at work, I was at work. My phone, my phone was put away. I, like, I was hustling. I was making friends, making money. But it was always in the business mindset. It wasn't in like, oh, I want to go party after. Because honestly, I didn't really care as much about drinking or you're getting it out. I just wanted to kind of make money and go home. But it was fantastic. And after six months, I got told, hey, Ash, do you want to be our head, our, our head waitress? And I was like, oh, sure, why not? You know, and another, another three months passed and they asked me, hey, you want to bartend? That was life changing for me. That one, that one conversation. Had I known now, like where it would have gone, I don't know what I would have felt. But I was able to kind of learn the knowledge and be a baby bartender, but in such a high volume that it was just no other way to describe them. Get, get, get your feet wet and the sink or swim, and, it, and if you got it, you bought it. And I picked it up really quickly, and I have never put it down. It's the hustle. It's the grind. It's the meeting new people. It's the instant gratification of I worked my butt off, and here's $100. Here's $300. Here's $400. And the money was insane. I made what I made the bank three times, four times, five times in, like, weeks. And I was just like, I'm done. I quit the bank, made bartending my full-time job, and it's honestly been scary. People ask me, oh, so is this, is this your second job? No. And they ask me, oh, well, how many days of work do you week? Four. And they're kind of like, so what? Do you, how do you live? I'm like, I just, you know, it's when you have a good personality, when you have, you know, the passion to do it, passion kind of meet. I think it's passion to connect people. Because it's not so much just slinging drinks or not so much like making money, making fat tips. So that, that, that's all in there. But this is the passion to connect on the more one-on-one -on -one level and to have your regulars come back and see you, to have your regulars, you know, want to talk to you. And have people be like, oh my God, I saw you last year. I came here to see you today. Like, babe, let's fucking go. Like, you know, and that's <laughs> happened to me on more than one time. If I promise you, it has. I had this customer one of my old regulars, I love him dearly, he was a pilot. He actually ordered around a shot. I got the shots from him. He ended up bleeding. No problem. I sold them. Two months later, he comes back. He's like, Ashley, 
I didn't pay for those. I was like, babe, don't even worry about it. I got you. He's like, no, no, no. Here's the money for that. Here's the tip. Let's go again. You Dang. have to have good regulars. And yeah. that, so that's been my kind of long-winded, sorry, you guys, but that, that was just like my beginning training behind the bar and I wouldn't change it. It was, you know, I worked my way up. I worked really hard. I met really good people, both regulars and coworkers alike and managers, people who really inspire me. And I just want to showcase that virtually if I can. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I have a question. So when you're like pulling these four, you know, four shifts a week, how long mm-hmm. are these like 12 hours? How long are you at the bar when you're working or back in the day when you were really grinding a lot like that? So back in the day when I was grinding like that, so oh, I, I was grinding. So I would actually come in, I would open the bar from Thursday. When you first start, you don't get the clothing shifts. You don't get, I mean, you get the shit shifts, you know? So I'd open the bar from three until like five or seven or 10. It's like from three until seven on the weekends, right? So I open the bar or whatever, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m., I would work my cocktail waitress shift. So I would turn around and go hustle because honestly, I wanted to bartend, but I wasn't making any money. I wasn't making any money during the daytime shifts and I still had to pay rent. So I still had to work. And so I was doing that every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so that kind of was a lot. But that was, that was when I was younger, too, so it's okay. But my <laughs> latest job, I would actually come and, come and close Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it would be from like 5 until 2, 5 until 3. Uh, Sundays were 6 until midnight, you know. That's where I've been working in the industry for eight years. And I kind of paid my dues. I've kind of been there. I work the morning shifts. I work mm-hmm. the shift shifts. I, I'm here to make money and I can ring $4,000 in a night. Heck yeah, they're going to me on a Friday and Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So moral of the story is hustle your butt off. Oh, definitely. First impressions will last the longest. Like leave your phone at home. Make sure you're working. Make sure when you're, when you're at work, you're going to work. You know that your mindset is money. Your mindset is hustle. Your mindset is how can I make it so I can get a tip and it was worth my time to actually be here. Dang. Yeah. You got to grind. And a lot in life is like who, you know, so if you didn't know that that client that came in just went out on a limb, you, I don't think you would be here telling the story. And then how did you go from bartending, slinging drinks at this crazy, awesome nightclub to being on TikTok? I've always known that I want to kind of do social media on some level. I started in 2019 or 2018 with the Instagram, the Paradise Mermaid. That's kind of showcasing my wedding on the island, how to be a bride in Hawaii, that kind of thing. And it honestly wasn't like, like nobody cared, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom did, my relatives did, but that's about it. And then I love, 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 love Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. I love his mindset. I love it. It's just no nonsense. It's just, it is what it is. And he was preaching TikTok and LinkedIn, TikTok and LinkedIn, all the end of 2019. And I was just like, I don't even know what it is. Like I downloaded it. And I kind of thought, well, what do I know how to do? Selling drinks, you know? And it's a Thursday night and I I had a customer order a little vodka soda. So I got my phone out, started to record it and it actually got like 10,000 views in the first couple hours. And to me, that was like, whoa. First okay, couple of hours. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was my first like full kind of taste of it. And so I kept going. And then later on that week, I got my first viral video. It was the Hawaiian Mai Tai. I had 300,000 views in the first hour. I remember calling my best friend being like, oh my God, this is like, this is happening. This is really happening. Because it was the experience of, okay, I had just hit a million followers. And okay, all these things were like happening. It was just kind of like, the experience of my life is going to change. This is all for the best. And I didn't even know COVID was happening. <laughs> so imagine like, all, like going on this on, going on this like natural high and it came like a boom, your bar is now close. And yeah. that's where I was making all my videos. So I had to kind of 
sit back and really, really evaluate and kind of think, okay, well, at this point, I know I have something. What do I do here? And my husband and I talked about it. He's like, you know, Ash, you have a dream. There's no better chance to do this right now. We're not doing anything. Just do it and I'll support you. And so we did. And I got the stuff to do. It, it did take a bit to kind of build a bar to get all the liquor, any liqueurs, any different glass for any different beers. And so it took a while, but I feel like now we're in a pretty solid place where I'm finding my rhythm and I'm finding my balance. I don't have it complete all the way because it's still learning curves. I mean, I never thought I'd be doing virtual marketing. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast. Like, you know, like, it's just so wild. I, I want to remain grateful and grounded. It's been hard to not be too egotistical because I'm only human. Just enjoy the journey because it could go away tomorrow. Jack is creating a home bar and uh, I'm sure he could use a a few tips on some staples (laughs) to have at home. What do you think is a staple for a home bar? If like you're just a beginner novice. Help me out. Well, definitely automatically have what you like to drink, whether it's vodka or whiskey or gin, have a bottle of your favorite liquor. Buy products that you like in home. And when you go out like a martini or an old fashioned or pina colada, whatever you like to drink out repurpose it and buy it. Now also get interesting. For example, if you really like whiskey, how about scotch? The most important thing people think, oh, I want to have a bar. I, I want to kind of, I want to be a bartender. It's like, well, no three or four solid cocktails, memorize them and have them be your go-to, whether it's for a date night, whether it's for a boys night, whether it's for, you know, Sunday for Sunday football, have three or four solid cocktails on your belt and then whip them out. I would definitely get proper barware. So if you like to drink old fashions, get a nice whiskey glass. If you like scotch, get a nice snifter. And if you like to have mixed cocktails, you get a muddler, get a shaker, get a strainer, get a full bar set. When you have proper equipment, proper tools, things just work so much smoother. So my suggestion to you is bottles that you already know you like, a bottle that you want to try, and just experiment. Look on Pinterest, look on Google, kind of go off what you already know. And after a while, then really kind of like, okay, well, I, I want to try to make a gin martini with dry vermouth. Then try those kind of things. That totally makes sense. Like just stick with the ones that you like. And I want to try new drinks and, and, you know, kind of expand my horizons a little bit. But I think where I got caught up on is like, okay, I have my, my liquors. Now I feel like I need vermouth. Now I feel like I need bitters. Now I feel like I need, I don't even know what, you know, like all these random things. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know which one of these things to get. I totally feel you. I have spent a lot at the grocery store. What am I making here? Like, what's happening here? What is your go-to liquor? I like rum. Rum. Okay, clear or dark? Typically dark. Okay, that's interesting. Well, here's the fun thing. Is there so many different cool kinds of rums out there, like spice rums or um, different kind of infused rums. My suggestion to you there is kind of maybe buy two or three. Well, rum is a little bit easier too because you can mix more fun things with rum. So get two or three balls of different rums, taste them first, how it tastes by itself, and then kind of try it out. Maybe you want to make a rum old fashioned. Maybe you want to make a good rum punch. We want to add some cinnamon to it for, for Christmas to kind of be creative and think outside the box. Because we were told, okay, Whiskey goes in this cocktail, and buckle goes this cocktail. Fuck that. Make it your own to how you like it. Definitely pineapple juice, orange juice are good mixers. Things that are things already come in cans. Their shelf life stays longer. And rum too, you can mix with so many things. I guess my second or follow-up question is like, how do you come up with creative or fun drinks? Like, you know, yeah, you have your standard, I don't know, mules and old fashions and all that kind of stuff, but how do you make it fun and kind of go like the next level with it? 
Well, like I said to you earlier, I definitely find a cocktail that you actually want to drink. I love like pina coladas. I love blue Hawaiian. I love lava flows. I mean, I love Mobashi too. I wanted to make it so people want to learn how to make cocktails. And I love Pinterest. I think Pinterest is really underrated. Like all these like fun cocktails are on there. I mean, they're so creative. Like Grinch cocktail or, like, or a Dr. Seuss cocktail. I find inspiration in that way. If I copy the exact recipe, I would definitely give credit. Like, oh, I found this great recipe on drinks.com or something. I mean, just give credit back to them. But, or I find it in um, restaurants. So let's eat. I'll actually, I'll take pictures of other liquors. That's so smart. If I like it, I'll recreate it with like my own flair. I kind of just take inspiration wherever I'm at. Oh, and also too, for example, there's a new Starbucks coffee drink, the the brown sugar oat milk drink, but I want to make an alcoholic version of that. I like to take what's trendy and make it, make it fit my niche oh that's smart that's okay that's how you get creative with that because i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna throw this together and hope it tastes good or like i keep drinking the same drinks over and over so that's how you get creative with it i love that that's Thank me cooking you. that's me cooking i just throw everything in my fridge together and then <laughs> no but exactly if you mess up just toss it What's your favorite drink? And then on the other side of it, what's like, what's your favorite drink to make? I, I love whiskey. I'm a whiskey girl. I love a good bullet bourbon old fashioned. I'm not a huge drinker at all. I went through a period of time in college where I was like drinking Keystone Lights and that's about it. <laughs> and then, um, no then Natty I, Lights? Yeah, no, I, I was a step above at Keystone. Uh, and then I went through a period of time where I was like, str- like I'm not going to drink alcohol ever. So I want to say about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I started drinking again, but I don't know what I like. And is there like a drink? I know this is like, you'll probably just say, oh, it's very individual, but is there a drink that's good for like a beginner drinker just to kind of test the waters that's sort of mild outside of, I'll just order beer everywhere I go because I know I like beer. I know I like margaritas. I know I like Moscow mules. I like Mexican mules, you know, these drinks. Is there anything else that might be sort of, a good stepping stone drink to get fancy. Cause I feel like a 20, I feel like a 17 year old, basically <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like first and foremost, I want you to enjoy whatever you're drinking. So I was just buying different happy hours and seeing what they mm-hmm. have on happy hour and trying their especially cocktails. Like if it's a vodka one or a gin one, just try it out. But then you're trying different things that you, you may never have tried in the first place. And you're saying, Oh, do I like it. Or do I not like it. And it's, half price, whether it's, you know, a a whiskey mule. So it's going to be JMO Moscow mule and some lime juice or whether it's going to be like their rum punch. You're just trying new things, not spending full price. If you don't really like it, you can kind of like, "Mm, well, that was that one. That one's shitty, you know, and all most restaurants who are corporate or whatever, they will have some sort of happy hour and they will push what they're trying to sell you. They're going to push like their popular beers. They're going to push popular shots. They're going to push their signature cocktails. So you're going to come back and want it for full price later on, you know? So work the system, work the system, how the system work for you. That is really good advice. And I'm definitely going to start doing that because whenever I go out, I don't even look at the happy hour menu. I'm just like, I know what I want. I like this beer. I like... I like an amber beer or whatever. And I'll just go to what what I normally get. Well, too, even with beer, like, like amber beer, I love a good fat tire. But let me tell you, there's so many other amber beers out there. Try them out. Go to your, mm. go to your local grocery store and buy a different six pack once a week and try to different kind of beers, you know, because you're never going to know, oh my God, it's my favorite beer unless you try your new favorite beer. Like, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's good life advice in general. We can we can put that for everything. You know, you're not going to know you like it until you try it. So please, 
That makes sense. Don't worry. I charge my therapy fee separate. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Do you take Cigna insurance? <laughs> I, touch, I take Venmo, no insurance. <laughs> Let me actually redress the question you asked earlier. You asked yeah. me, what was my favorite cocktail to make at the bar? Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes. I jumped in. No, you're good. And so, actually, you answered that question. It's more of a situational experience versus more of a one on one experience because honestly, everybody's different. And I love when it's a big group of people, like like a wedding or a bachelor party, or it's like a big birthday party or something. And there's, okay, let's go 15 fireball shots, get 20 Vegas bombs, let's get 10 Irish car bombs. And it's go, 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 go. And you have no time to think because you're just hustling, hustling. I love that mindset because I feed off people's energy. It's like, oh my God, yep, let's go. And they scream and you scream, you're all having a good time. And then you get <laughs> tips. I've gotten tips so fat, you guys. You're making everybody have a good time. You're part of their party. You're part of their memories. And that's what I love. It's like, I'm part of somebody's memories that I remember, ooh, last night we had, oh God, last night, what happened? But although that bartender, she was fucking legit. Wasn't she? Yeah. So I can see her again. Like, I only part of your lifelong memory and that's what I love. I love that. Like you're that type of bartender where you're like, let's do this. <laughs> and you're like part of the party. Whenever I would go like go to bars and stuff, I would always run into like the asshole bartender who just like clearly hated to be there and clearly I felt was like very judgmental of my drink and then would assist people around me because I'm, I'm not very assertive in those situations. I'll just kind of be like, I've been here the longest. I don't know. What's the protocol here? And it's always like this weird dance that we're doing. And so it's uh, very nice to hear that you're fun and would make the experience good because I want to say more often than not, I'm like, I don't enjoy going to the actual bar. Yeah, it's a very intimidating thing. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking the same thing too. So it's so hard to get my turn's attention. I understand that. But just know, please, I'm so sorry you had bad experiences. I know sometimes it happens. And there are some lifers who are kind of like, okay, maybe if you're not happy coming to work, maybe you shouldn't be working here anymore. You really are unhappy you know, change situations. And sometimes it shows whether, whether you're a bartender or whether you're working as an accountant or a doctor, when you're checked out, it fucking shows, man. What I want to tell you guys is whenever you approach the bar, please know the bartenders are always seeing you. Like your mom's like, mom's like, oh, I have eyes back in my head. Bullshit. No, bartenders do. I see you. I know what's going on. I'm going to finish this conversation. I'll be right to you. Now, granted, I get to you and you're not ready yet. Um, I will want to the next person because honestly, this is money. Mm -hmm. You know, you're... Not like you're wasting money, but I'm here to serve you. But if you're not ready, that's totally fine. I'll be there two more minutes. But please know somebody else is ready to go. Somebody else is ready to go and they're going to take me 20 bucks. And so I will come back to you, but I've already made, I've already made 20 and then come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like basically a, uh, you go up there, you got to be ready to go just because it is yeah. fast paced. And I never want to like be an inconvenience for people. So I'll just always be like, okay, like I know what I want. And then I'll, I'll forget. And I'll be like, I'll just have a, a Bud Light or you know what I mean? I'll just, I get, I get frazzled if I'm at a busy bar. So I'm just going to totally understand that. No, just go in there and kind of act like, act like you're ordering Jack in the box. Hey, can I get a double, a double cheeseburger, curly fries and side of Bud Box sauce? Hey, can I get Jack and Coke, a Bud Light and I get two waters. Be assertive, mm -hmm. know what you want, say it directly and clear so I can hear you and I'll be back. I know when I'm busy, like when I'm really, really busy, I'm not the most smile. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, got you, got you, got you. You know, so kind of, it might seem kind of curt. It never is meant to be curt. It's meant to mm -hmm. be, I got you, I acknowledge you, I'll be there in two seconds, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. I do see both sides. I do mm -hmm. see oh, both sure. sides of things. Talking about 
the the bar life and the bar community and all that kind of stuff. Do you think there are there any like toxic cultures related to the bartending community? Not so much a culture. I mean, maybe it is the culture as far as bar life goes. There's a misconception because the first thing you ask is, are, are, are we alcoholics? Oh, well, probably not. But you know what we are is a family. When you work in the industry, you're creating a second family for yourself. And I like so many people who are misfits, people who just don't fit in. That, that's, why they, that's why they go to the bar industry. because That's where everybody kind of goes where they can find a place where they can kind of let their freak flag fly or be weird or sing at work or, you know, talk about talk a thousand miles a day like how I do. It's pretty much a giving industry you know so to stop and kind of be like hey so how are you doing or hey like what's going on and so i do want to say sometimes mental health is a really big issue in the service industry mental health is a huge issue and people don't talk about it enough and how we can you know provide services for bartenders or for, for restaurant industry workers who want to talk but don't have a safe place or who want to talk and if this is their only safe place to go is work because their, their home life sucks i feel like you know for for people who work in the service industry a lot of their job is just being people being freaking rude to them. And, you know, the hustle and bustle, it's so intense and it, yeah, I feel like burnout is so real because those jobs that I feel like, unless you're working at a really good bar or a really good restaurant, I feel like you can be made to feel disposable pretty easily. Like, Oh, I can get anybody else off the street to take your job. So you show up or not, you know, one of those situations, unless, I mean, you're in a place that, that you know has a good rapport and everybody it kind of gets along that's what i've heard from like friends so it's sort of like competitive and you have to go to work you want to make money you know you don't have paid time off you don't have all of these things and so it's really like intense about making money making sure that you're having your needs met but yeah you're totally sacrificing uh self-care you're sacrificing all of these things to continue serving other people and then what you were saying about uh the community being a family i was just thinking it's like a trauma bond almost because all day at work you're getting yelled at and everybody's being a total asshole to you and then at the end you're like holy shit and then you're totally bonded even to people you wouldn't otherwise be friends with because you're like what the fuck? <laughs> that is happened. it exactly. Yeah, it's a trauma bond. That that literally sums up like as a whole because you're kind of like it's it's, it's like almost PTSD. Like, oh, uh, are, are we alive? Who has to pee? Who has to? Pee? Are, 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 are you all good? Like, are you okay in the end? Like, you know. But yes, that is 100 what it is like, and it's kind of the experiences that you get, the friendships that you make, and you're right, it's all over the place because you have people who, the people who can handle it, people who can't handle it, and they're, they're, they still have to work. And it is competitive. And sometimes it can get really competitive to where it's a toxic environment to where you don't want to work with the person next to you because they're trying to outsell you. It's not so much a team mentality, it's an I mentality. And that's where things kind of rocky, things kind of get tricky. Mm. But I think as long as we maintain them, the, the team and like we're all rolling together, us against them, fuck everybody else's go, that's when you have the most fun. That's when you have the most, you know, the, the, the most buy between your bar crew. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was always curious if it was like bartender versus bartender, you know, like I would always go to the bartender. I liked it, like the bar I would go to because <laughs> I was like, I'm scared of everybody else. But also I want to make sure I tip them. So, yeah, I wonder if I was always curious if it was like beef behind the bar. <laughs> Some days, but, you know, it's any, any job has that. Yeah, that's true. I wanted to ask you about like maybe cultures around or like stigmas. I'm trying to think of what the word is, but female bartenders, like, is there anything around that in the industry? Like with women, like you got to, 
you got to dress a certain way or you got to do this to get more tips versus guys. Do you feel like there's some sort of like, you know, double standard? Yes, for sure. hundred percent. I will say this though, depending on where you work, you can be a girl and dress comfortable how you want to dress. You can go to work in jeans and a flannel shirt and you can work a dive bar and be fine. However, you feel comfortable dress that way. Don't let anybody else tell you you have to wear a low cut top. You have to be sexy. You have to be, fuck that. No, you can still sling drinks, make a bunch of money and have respect for yourself. I feel very proud of my sexuality. I'm very open. I like to wear low-cut tops. I like to wear booty shorts. I work out a lot. I like to control my body. Like I I feel comfortable in myself. That's who I am. Like I will go to work with a low-cut top on and I feel fine. But know your own comfort level and don't let anybody else tell you or push you to go somewhere else where you feel uncomfortable because that's not okay. If you were in that job, please leave. Because that, yeah. that's not where you yeah. should be. I had a friend who was who got a job at a bar. It was like a bar restaurant, like a Mexican style. She was a server for a while and she was really, really trying to get into the uh, bartending there. And at that place, the uniform for women was booty shorts, tank top, like even in the wintertime, yep. uh, which in Phoenix, like is 75 degrees so whatever but still and she also happens to be you know a member of the lgbtq community and felt like there was a lot of discrimination against her they never let her go to bartending when other people would come other girls would come and they could go to bartending right away and she's had to stay server. and that's kind of hard too because as as a bartender i had situations where you know hey i know i work really hard why did that get those shifts? Well, she's flirting with the manager. I now know why. There are situations like that. And it does get just hurting me. It does get kind of like, what the fuck am I even doing here? Like, why am I here? I'm not going to give him a blowjob. I'm not that kind of girl. Like, I, I want to showcase like my hard work. You also feel like if I don't show my boobs, why not get tipped? Or it's kind of hard when you feel like, okay, well, you work with one other girl and maybe the people you work with like that girl more because she's more flirty or she's more, you know, more a, a little bit more sexual than you are. And that makes you feel like, well, fuck, am I not doing enough? Should I try, try harder? It definitely is a mind fuck behind the bar as a girl because, you know, you want to hustle. You want to kind of show that I, I am here and I, I know how to work. Sex sells. Like, you know, sex sells, bottom line. And I will tell you guys this, well, there are situations where your manager is the creep. I've had that happen before. Call HR. Call HR. Go to the manager. They aren't the end all be all. Fucking call the Better Business Bureau. I feel like men in power, especially in the service industry, feel like they can kind of take advantage. They can push things a step too far. And I've heard so many different girls' stories of what's happened. Don't let the guy in charge know that he's in charge. Because he, honestly, he's not. He's there for a paycheck too. Seriously. <laughs> that is such good advice. I mean, yeah. I really appreciate you saying all of that stuff. Because, yeah, if you're uncomfortable... You know, it, what stinks is sometimes people aren't in a position where they can just up and leave a job that they need that job. They need that income. And so advocating for yourself in the, in the sense that you can contact the business, the Better Business Bureau. I think that's a beautiful piece of advice as well, actually. And it is a big lawsuit if you say something to somebody and they fuck with your schedule. Trust Ooh. me. Oh, so don't be afraid. The law is behind your side. If you feel like you're being harassed, you feel like you're just being harassed or whatever speak up it's, it's better you speak up you know like that, mm-hmm. that icky feeling yep. don't yep. feel that way now, i think that's really important for some people to hear that you might think that the situation might be weird with the sketchy boss or whatever it is or weird manager but you got a community and there's places that you can go to and speak up about mm-hmm. reach out to me i will call the boss in two seconds because what's going on <laughs> DM me, write me, whatever. I I have no shame. I am very, I'm very aggressive. I don't give two fucks. I'll call somebody else. So reach out to me and be an advocate. I will be your biggest advocate and your biggest support system. 
Ashley, so not, is, she's not only a therapist, she is an advocate. She's a lawyer. She's a judge. She's a bouncer. <laughs> kill you. She's a hitman. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. I mean, don't tell anybody. But <laughs> you're, you're pretty big on TikTok. You have how many followers on TikTok? 2.7 million. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know that, Ashley. Uh, I'm sweating. <laughs> We're talking to a celebrity right now. We didn't even know it. No, 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 not at all. It's a normal girl who hit a big on TikTok, okay? <laughs> you're, you're a TikTok celebrity. How do you maintain like your brand as you grow, but still put out like good videos that are like true to you, true to like who you are? Good question, Jack. That is a really good question, actually, because there was a point where I had to stop making videos, I had to stop making content. And on October, November, December, January, February, basically all the later half of last year, I stopped pushing out as much content as I did, the, as I did in the previous year. Because going prior to that, I was kind of making three three videos a day every day. So I was filming like four or five times a month. I was filming all like a batch videos. I was filming a whole bunch of content. I was putting it out there, doing live streams every day, you know, and also having to deal with him for the first time being put out to the masses and being put out to the masses in an extreme way because I mean I was trending for a little bit there and when I was trending you know there was I remember one video in particular I was wearing a dress that day and I happened to be I don't know maybe maybe it was my period I don't know I was, I was looking a little big I guess and there were so many comments that just said are you pregnant are you pregnant Watched well, you got that what happened are you pregnant and like as a woman I was just like Dude, okay, I, I know quarantine 15 happened, but yo, was it that bad? Like, you know, I had to take a second and be like, am I that bad? Like, am I bad? Like, I asked my husband, he's like, girl, you gotta like stop reading the comments, you know? So, but I was still do that every day. Cause it was just, it's just human. And it's, it's, it's all you can do, you know? And so there was a point where I was still making content and it wasn't hitting because it wasn't genuine. So on that level, when you kind of feel like you can have a connection with somebody, whether it's, you know, bartending or whether it's no positivity, they press like and they follow you. When you put out content, just push it out to your numbers and sparkles in your eye. You're not smiling or, you know, whatever, any minute thing, the internet will pick up on and they're calling you out on it. You're getting upset about it, but you know what? It's just fucking truth. Yeah, you're right. That video was shitty. Yeah, you're right. I was sad today. It did show through. I took a step back to where it wasn't fun anymore to make the videos. You know what I mean? And I had to find a way to make it fun again because honestly, this is what I wanted to do for so long. Why did I, why am I now feeling this way? And I had to kind of remember too, or give myself a grace of, you know, we're in a pandemic you've lost your job. I mean, I'm furloughed. I've been working since I was 16. So to be able to just, like, work at home and not have a structure and not have like a day to day. Mentally, I hit a wall in October. I think, I mean, I was never like diagnosed with depression. I got really sad. I got really in my feelings. That really kind of like blue. And I got my girl, Katie, but she's my emotional support animal. And that was the pivotal point for me. I have to go outside now to like, walk her or I have to go outside now because she needs exercise. I stopped making content. People are like, oh, what happened to your videos? Do you, are you not popping anymore? I was like, well, you know what? I'm happier. Like my, my brain is happier. I'm not getting hundreds of comments in the first three minutes picking me apart or saying like, why is she doing that? Or saying, why is she doing this? Or what, you know, what's going on with her? I had to kind of give myself grace at Amber, you know, this is my first year doing this. And yes, it's it's fantastic, but let's let's stop and think. I wanted to hit three million followers. I wanted to hit from like I, I was trying to copy Charlie or Addison. They're like they're at millions, and millions, and I started to compare myself. But then I lost my journey. Like you know, girl, you still have two point seven million followers. That's pretty fucking fantastic. I did that in one year. I, I mean, I 
there are a lot of things that I accomplished that I kind of brushed over has gone to the next. I had to kind of stop and be like, okay, well, how am I really feeling? And why am I feeling this emotion? It's not about TikTok. It's because I'm sad because I lost my job and I'm at home all day, every day and the world kind of sucks right now. And that's, that's okay. You know? So back in January this year, I kind of, after a while I said, you know, I really want to, I still make bartending videos. I do. I want to make bartending videos. I want to kind of do how to make cocktails, how to make drinks, but I also want to give more because that just wasn't enough for me. And that's why I stopped being motivated. So I'm slowly going to start pushing out some positivity, how to have good energy, how to have a good attitude, how to maintain a, a good spirit. I want you to know, you can come to my channel, you can get some positive vibes, you can get having a cocktail, you can get how to, how to live in Hawaii, you know, like a bunch, a bunch of different things where it's not just one niche because yes, people love that and know that. But for me personally, I wasn't getting fulfilled. I need to be fulfilled in what I'm doing more than just superficial viewpoint level. It had to be, it had to be on a deeper level of how can I help somebody else? And I loved the comment that said, Ashley, I watched your video and I love the smile. I watched your video and I feel so much better. You, or you made my day. And those comments really, like, they really stick with me. And those ones that I kind of want to make more of. That is so awesome, Ashley. And then, you know, what it really reminded me of is a lot of the folks who we've talked to on this on this podcast are creators of something. A similar question that we've asked everybody is like, how do you keep up with trends or how do you keep up with this while still keeping your integrity? And I think you just hit the nail on the head with saying, you're exactly right. If you're not being genuine, people will call that out immediately, especially on the internet because people are keyboard warriors or whatever. I'm so happy to hear that you know, you've found something that brings you joy because that's what this is all about anyway. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not about, it's not about anything other than, uh, you know, being present with your own success as well. Yeah. And, and to like, you're taking that and spreading it. Like you're using your platform to spread this joy, spread this happiness and good vibes. And I'm glad that you were able to take that and turn it around and, and bring that to your viewers. Thank you. Honestly, because I mean, I, I'm a workaholic, so I would love to keep pushing out three to four videos a day, whatever. But I'm also ADHD. I'm also a procrastinator. I'm also, you know, all these different things. And so I was kind of really shitting. I was kind of giving myself a lot of shit, for, like not working, for not like, you know, mm. producing and for losing followers. So because I was, I was losing thousands of followers a day because I wasn't producing. And I was kind of like, well, were they bots? Were they like, were they fake? And it was just, it was a mind fuck. So I had to kind of prepare my, my, my mind a little bit more. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so I kind of feel like too, there was stigma of, oh, well, you're so positive. It's like, you're so happy. How are you so happy? But let's just be honest. I wasn't always so happy. I was crying sometimes because it was frustrating. And I had to learn how to, you know, be a boss bitch. But also have my husband at home, you know, and going through our first year of marriage, being, being in quarantine, you know? So a lot of emotions. And I feel like, like I said earlier, you get defensive and people call you out. I feel like too, this generation, we're calling each other out, but for being fake. And I did want to for so long. He, like in my earlier interviews, he would say, "Oh, when I want to go viral, I want to be the next big thing." Because honestly, I was watching the Kardashians since I was sixteen. They are hustlers. I love them. The way they're able to kind of build their empire—that's what I wanted too. But also, I was comparing myself to them. Like, well, they have millions of followers. And then what got even sicker is I would compare myself to fellow TikTokers in my own niche. They had a video that was bigger than mine was. Well, what, what, what did I do wrong? I need to push myself harder. So I had to kind of take a step back to where I wasn't just so totally in, 
I wasn't, it wasn't just like taking over my mind all day, every day, the views, the numbers, the likes, the whatever, you know, it was just too much because it wasn't just fun. I want to make bartending fun. I want to make life fun. I want to make, you know, this journey on earth fucking fun. That's it. I'm just glad that you were, you're able to like turn that around for you and be in a good place now where you can spread that to your viewers. Thank you. It's been, it's been a good journey. We're here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is next for Paradise Bartender? So I want to take over the world, make it my bitch. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. How did I know? Watch out, world. <laughs> right, really, but not really. No, um, 2021, I made the conscious decision that I'm taking PB, Paradise Bartender, as my full-time job, my full-time career. I'm not going back to work. I fully believe in moving horizontal in your life, not taking steps backwards and where I am right now is where I want to be. It feels good. It feels right. You know, so I want to keep moving forward. I have a goal to hit 3 million followers. So that's my goal. I'm going to get a fun right tattoo once it happens. And I will do the rainbow shot. So I have like things ready to go. It just happens oh, to happen, yeah. you know? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right? So I'm, and I'm ready to kind of just take over TikTok industry next year. No, just kind of take over social media. I want to be a household name. I'm, I want to be the next Rachel Ray. I want to be able to, like, to be on TikTok, to be on Instagram, to be on Twitter, to be on YouTube. To, I want you to know who I am and be so sick of me that you're just like, oh my God, will she, will she shut up already? No, I will <laughs> shake, shake, shake it up all the way to home, okay? No. <laughs> my husband and I have a really good support system. It's a good time. I, I turned 30 this year. It's a pivotal moment. And I kind of want to take away the horns and I don't want to regret it. I don't want to feel like I should have done this or I should have done that. Like, no, 2021, I'm going to build a foundation. So 2022, I can coast. Yes, girl. We love a good coast. We love a coast. You said, Rachel Ray, are you going to put out your own line of like bartending stuff? I want to. I, I want to have some new merch going. I want to have some like fun. I was thinking like a subscription box. I want to get like a new, a new box for liquors or cocktails or that kind of thing. So you guys, like, I have ADHD. I have all these fucking ideas in my head. I got like a million miles a day, all day, every day. So I have all these ideas I want to do. It just takes time, execution, and also consistency and organization, which are my two number one flaws in life. I'm not consistent and I'm not organized, but we're going to work on that. Well, that sounds awesome. Those are some big goals and we love it. I will rock all of your merch. That's very exciting. Hopefully, you know, we'll keep an eye out for some of your Paradise Bartender merch and we'll buy it and, and just load up our kitchen and bar with it. Please do. I would, I would love to be there in spirit when you guys shake it up or when you have a rum cocktail or a yes. margarita with your, right, with your wife. I would love to kind of be there in spirit somehow. Yes. I do say in my head, shake, 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 shake. Aww. I love that. It's just so catchy. Shake, 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 shake. It's so catchy. What is a call to action that you would like to give listeners? Okay, two call to actions then. Number one, the next time you are at a restaurant or a bar, I know COVID's right now, tip your bartender or your server 25%. A little bit extra, it will make their day. Challenge number one, okay? Second challenge, I challenge you for next week to take the whole day, you know, the, the following Monday and see positive. Like, let's just say shit happens. You have a, um, a flat tire. Okay, accept it. Be mad for five minutes and then find something else to be positive about. Always try to have a positive mindset for Monday. And if that works, do Tuesday. If that works, do Wednesday. I don't want to say, oh, never complain because fuck that. Sometimes shit does suck. Sometimes we're out of cheese. I want a cheese ranch lattes. And you know, oh, now I'm going to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But take five seconds, be mad, allow yourself to feel your feelings and then get over it. Because honestly, you're only hurting yourself if you're angry on the inside. If you're mad, if you're sad, whatever, like 
take the time, feel your emotions, and then focus on being positive. And that will honestly, it's what I do, and it's helped me, and I hope it can help you guys too. Love it. Yeah, you make it sound realistic. Well, yeah, because we can't want to say nobody can complain or just make sure you're always no, you can't always be positive. You can't always like I am the biggest shit talker in my head. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Otherwise like, well karma's like, this is bad karma. What we're we gonna do? Like, what's up? Yeah, like, no, just be be yourself, allow yourself to, you know, mess up, have grace with yourself. This moment in the day that you're trying to be a positive person. As long as you're trying, that's all anybody can ask. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I, I'm a little weary of the toxic positivity stuff. I'm like, this isn't really taking into account how shitty things are. But yeah, things suck. Feel it. And then um, just kind of like recognize and like maybe reprioritize your energy that day or whatever mm. that might be. Mm. Exactly. Because I will tell you personal experience. I wallowed in my sadness. I wallowed in my anger. I've been angry at somebody for fucking three weeks. And honestly, they didn't know. And it only hurt me. Yes, I agree. Yeah, you're only you're only shooting yourself in the foot when you're not, and then when you're not communicating either. So, <laughs> but exactly. thank you. That's it. Those are those are wonderful call to action. I love the idea, or I love not the idea. I love the notion of tipping people a little bit extra, especially during this time. So, I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate that too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it. I know it seems like a little extra. Like, oh, it's old. 20% is a lot. 20% is a lot. But just the extra like two bucks, three bucks, it's not that much. But it makes, as a bartender, the world a difference. As a server, mm-hmm. the world a difference. You just leave smiling at that. You leave happy. You live in a good mood. And you can spread positivity that way, do it. All right. Listeners, take that challenge up. Where can people follow you and reach out to you if they have any questions? If you want to follow me, find me on TikTok, Paradise.Bartender, Instagram, Paradise.Bartender, YouTube, all the way across the board, the Paradise.Bartender. Now, as I said before, you have issues with your job, you want to talk to somebody one-on-one, if you're a female bartender or whatever, DM me on Instagram, I will get right back to you. Hey, Ash, um, so so-and-so heard you on uh, a podcast, can you help me out? Or, hey, Ash, you know, I have a quick question. Ask me because I understand. I know sometimes stupid questions you don't you don't ask fellow bartenders. You don't ask you because you don't look stupid like or like like you don't know. Ask me. I will never judge you. I will never you know laugh. I'll, I'll give you a straight up answer. I'll be your biggest advocate, your biggest leader. DM me on Instagram because that's where I will answer a little bit more frequently. Um, TikTok DMs. It's just intense right now. That's a little intense. But- <laughs> but IGDMs, like I, I will get there to you. Or even email me. My email's in all my bio. It's like, hey, quick question. How do I make a margarita? Boom. Takes two seconds and I'll get back to you. Like, not a problem. I, I just want to make sure people like bartending or being in, a, being in a service industry is a safe place to be in and that it's a big family and that we are here for you and that it's just, you know, full of love and support. We love it. We want everyone to feel welcomed and have the support that they need. So we appreciate you offering. If you have anything, send Ashley the bouncer your way. Ashley the lawyer. Ashley the, uh, <laughs> the, the therapist and she'll take care of it. Ashley the senator. We're taking it all the way to the top, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. I do have a medical marijuana card, so I can't do some things. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. Someday, fair. someday. I think you'll be, you know, when it's legal everywhere, you know, people won't even think, blink twice about it. Give us four years. Yeah. What is something that you don't know how to do, but you want to learn how to do? Okay, so don't laugh. I don't, I can't remember how to whistle. I taught my brother how to whistle when I was younger. I taught him and then I forgot. And I don't, sh- 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 it just doesn't happen. I don't know when those like, like those two, like when you have a dog, like, uh, oh, like I, I, I want to do that. Yes. I love that. 
I like, love it's that. so stupid, you know? And then also, too, um, hi, guys. I'm trying to learn how to make a podcast. Oh, we got you. Two, I mean, first of all, the first one's so random, but I love it. Right. <laughs> and then two, yes, we'll hook you up with the podcast details. Thank you. I literally Googled last night, what is an RSS? How to pick an RSS? I joined three different programs, then canceled them, and then still so confused. I was like, I know I'm smart, but honestly, there are just some things where I just, I need to ask help. Okay, Ashley, I know nothing about podcasting. Clearly, Jack has kind of set everything up, but I'll hook you up with uh, some whistling lessons. (laughs) I don't know how to whistle very well, but I'll learn and then I will come back to you. Well, hopefully you can learn how to do both things. We'll hook you up with maybe both. We'll see. I I don't know how to big whistle, but... (laughs) Yeah, I I can do the small whistle. There you go. And then we'll teach you how to do the podcast stuff. I'm so down. You guys connect with so many people like, on so many different levels. Like it's just, it's cool. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We just enjoy talking to people and learning more about their stuff and their life and their, ex- you know, their area of expertise. And we're just l- trying to learn a little bit about everything. Love it's, it. a- it's actually theft. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to steal people's knowledge. <laughs> I'm stealing. I give it away for free. It's over 500 TikToks with the recipes. You, you go take, True. take as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, very true. It's not stealing if you're literally giving it to me uh, gladly. So <laughs> anyway, we appreciate your time, Ashley. You're the best. Thank you, Ashley, so much for being on. And, uh, you know, best of luck to Paradise Bartender. We hope to see you maybe maybe in Target. Maybe your stuff will be in Target someday. Ooh. Fingers crossed. Thank you guys so much. I had such a great time. You guys are just like talking to two old buddies. So this is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and share with your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at who knows we don't pod. You can send us a message uh, with what topics you're interested in hearing more about. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast, we would love to have you on. Please drop us a line. Love you, boo boo. Love you.